Tenfold Podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Alex. And we are two Canadian sisters who grew up in Toronto and moved across the world to live our dream lives on the beach in Australia. Yes. And today we're doing a podcast on loneliness, which I think is almost like a pillar kind of, of, of what drives pandemic. Tenfold. No, no. <laughs> but what of drives Tenfold and stuff too. Yeah, I think it we'll is, talk about it more when we, yeah, later when we get, when into, we get it. into it. But yes, I think this is a super important episode for us to be doing. I think so too. Okay, but first let's do a little wind-up recap on our lives. Yes. <laughs> so what is your recap? Uh, my recap is I've had a very interesting day. I feel like I need to look at the planets or something and be like, is Mercury retrograde? Because it's been I heard Mer- one Mercury is supposed to be retrograde for the rest of the year. Well, there you like go. Um, it started off really well, actually, because um, one of my friends who I used to work with from Sydney is in town. So we went and met at the beach and had a walk and had a nice swim. Um, but then when I went to work, so I got my car checked the other week or car service, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then they said that I needed to like fix the water pump or something. So I took it back in yesterday to get that done. And then when I started the car to get home from work, it like didn't start the first time, which like never happens. And then it started and it was fine. So I was like, whatever. But then when I was driving to work this morning, the air con like wasn't working and it was just like hot air. And I was like, it's just That's one of those things where like something is off. And then I had that horrible. feeling where I was like, I've just spent like hundreds of dollars and like now my car is worse than when I brought in. So this is like a big deal for me because normally I would never like complain or anything. But I went in and was like, yeah, I feel like I don't know. And I told them both those things and they were like, OK, we'll check it. And then <laughs> it was really funny because he was like, oh, the starting thing wouldn't be anything to do with like whatever we fix. And I was like, OK. And then um, when I came back to get it, he was like, you didn't have the air con on properly. <laughs> because but like i feel like it doesn't make sense because there's like there's an ac button which i like didn't realize but then there's also like the nozzle that you turn to cold or warm yeah. air so i'm like why why would you be able to turn it to cold air and it not be air con like it's just weird anyways so then it was wait but okay did you then. before have to always no i've never i don't i've never done that i don't think i don't know anyways but then i just felt a bit stupid but i was still just proud of myself for like going back and asking about it because normally i wouldn't ever have done that so i was like okay um but yeah that was just one of those things where i felt a bit stupid but then was like whatever that's also weird though because if you you've had that car for almost two years yeah maybe i've just always had the ac button pressed but i was like it's just like weird that there's a button but then there's also the dial i don't know yeah anyways it was one of those like weird things and then um i'm doing oh yeah so at work today because i've started running some like more ads on our facebook for work and they're all just like nice things about like accepting multicultural people and like helping elderly people and then there's just uh, like all the weird trolls came out today and kept like sending messages or like commenting awful things in the posts. And I was like, really? oh, everyone just has an opinion today. This one guy like left like 10 <laughs> comments and just basically one of the things he said was like, oh, oh diversity is white genocide. And I'm like, just like ridiculous stuff where you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, why just, is he like, even following the He's not following. It's because it's an ad. So it's come up. Oh, I just like okay. advertise it to like everyone in the Gold Coast. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But I'm like. Anyways, just one of those things where I was like, <laughs> that happened. So what's the policy at work when you get stuff like, like that? I'm the one who makes the policy. Uh, My policy Are is you supposed to I respond or do you ban them? them. <laughs> yeah. I like hide the comment and ban them. Oh my like, God. I feel like with a troll like that, like there's nothing I'm going to be able to say that's going to, they're just going to Yeah, that's so funny. Trolling. Well, because I worked on 
I worked from like the media side of things before and so the policy has always been and like publications so if I worked for like a food magazine or something like that if people commented poorly on something like you always have to respond and you have to respond kind of positively and like customer is always right almost I think but yeah that's almost like that is white genocide and like the whole it's not hate speech and yeah and also you can't erase comments that was like the thing like I think that just goes completely against what we're trying to do and like any multicultural person who saw that comment on our post would feel very unwelcome so it's like you can't just like leave that hanging out yeah (laughs) Uh, it is a weird yeah we were like maybe we should just be like you should come in and see what we actually do I'm like maybe we will but (laughs) or Uh, not (laughs) Um, anyway so that was one of those things which was just like another thing we're like ugh um, and then I'm doing a volleyball tournament tomorrow with some random guy who's come, who came in from Melbourne cause he needed a partner. So I was like, Oh, partner up with you. And then he's in town now. So he was like, let's like just catch up and meet each other before we play. So I was like, okay. And I was meeting him like by the volleyball courts and I went to park and like there, there is free parking there in certain places, but I didn't really see any open spots. So I was Wait, like, in I'll Broad just, Beach yeah, in Broad Beach. Oh, okay. And then I was like, I'll just park in this other, like on the street somewhere where there is paid parking but i swear i've parked there before and like past five you ha- didn't have to pay uh. some of those things where i like didn't really check the signs i was like oh i'm only gonna be there for like 10 minutes and like i just didn't even think about it because i th- i think i just knew the last time i did it it was like i only had to pay five minutes because it was only till five and it was already after five but then I came back to my car and had an $80 ticket for parking. <gasps> no. And like, I saw the timestamp on it and it was at like 528. And I swear I got out of my car like one minute before that. <gasps> so it was just one of those things where it's like the one time I like didn't check or pay for parking. Because I always pay for parking everywhere. I feel like when stuff like that happens, you almost just, I just it's was like, like it was going to happen I know, no matter I, what. Like, I didn't like, actually let myself even... get that worked up about it. Because I was just like, what can I do? Like nothing. And I feel like it all evens out in the end and i was thinking about yeah. this too because i was also like oh it's funny because when i came here to your place last week and i was biking over and i told you the story but like i have my speaker that i got and it's like a fairly expensive speaker because it's one of the waterproof ones and blah it's like a hundred dollars i like have it in my bike basket and i love <laughs> that you think that's an expensive well, speaker for me yeah <laughs> it's like a little one like yeah. i know anyways um and then i like drove over something and like they just bounced out of my basket onto like the highway (laughs) and then somehow no cars drove over it even though like 10 cars drove by and I managed to like save it from the highway and it was like completely fine so like that was like one like good thing like miracle thing that happened lately and then I also recently went to go see a naturopath about my like iron levels because I've had low iron forever and I've saw her like two weeks ago and have done everything she said and like feel a hundred times better already and like my energy is like so up and then I've also been looking for like a marketing assistant forever but we just haven't had any good applications and then we've had like three people apply this week and I'm having like three interviews next Friday so it's like all these things where I'm like okay there's been like a weird shitty stuff happening today but then it's like there's all these other good so I feel like it just always balances out and it's like I've come to a point in my life where I'm like, uh, no, there's not really much of a point in like dwelling on the bad stuff. Like yeah. sometimes you need to feel it and you need to like whatever, let it out. But like, I was just like, sometimes it's not worth the sometimes energy. It's, yeah, too. it's just not worth the energy. But it was just one of those days where I was like, this is a very interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what is Well, this? it's also nice to see the things that would have maybe set oh, you yeah. off before. Before like I would have like. Spiral, and then now you can kind of just brush it off. Yeah. Like I think I would have felt a lot of like, oh, I feel so stupid or like 
I can't believe I did that. Or like, well, but I was just like, mm, whatever. <laughs> it happens. I actually got so many bills in, like random bills mm. I didn't know were coming now that we own a house. So, and it was like, it wasn't, so we got a water and sewage bill. It wasn't just water. And so oh. it was like a lot more than we thought it would be. And then I got like an insurance bill that was now 40% more that I had to pay. Yeah. And then I had to do my car registration, which came back and I didn't yeah. know it was coming back. And then I had to do my car servicing. And then I, there was just so many things. And then I had a friend's wedding, like a close friend's wedding. So yeah. it was a big present. And then um, your citizenship, like, yeah. and which I, I got Tori a present for that too. And then it was like all of these things just came that just up. happened all together at once yeah. so that it was like a few thousand dollars basically gone. Yeah. Like right away. And yeah. before like it's so easy for me to get a bit anxious like yeah. you know when you feel like you're like at least with us with money issues that we've had like in our wait i don't know how to phrase that probably i was gonna say money issues in our family but we but haven't like, had no. money issues in but our family like, it's more like a con- like you need to general anxiety too much money. Yeah. about money constantly yeah. that we like learned as we grew up so i used to have this thing where I felt like when I was spending too much money on something, it almost felt painful. Like I felt like I was like physically like taking money out of my body and giving it to someone. Um, And I've definitely gotten over that, I think in a good way. But with this, with all those bills coming in, I was like, oh, like, because you're just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's so much like, it just felt never ending. But then I also, just like kind of with your parking ticket, I was like, this has happened so many times before. I feel kind of like when it rains, it pours. And yeah. sometimes I'll just get all of these expenses all of a sudden at once. And then it's fine. Nothing yeah. has ever actually came. Like, and that's so fortunate. It's like, I do have savings. I can pay it yeah. off. And then I can build up more savings. Well, and it's like putting it in perspective too. Because I'm, I'm like, literally, if I had gone out tonight, I probably could have spent $80 easily if I went for yeah, dinner and drinks. Exactly. So it's not really like a huge like thing in the end. But yeah, it was just... Definitely one of those days where I was like, what is this day? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like interested to see. (laughs) But yeah. Um, So yeah, that's my life in the last 24 hours, basically. (laughs) That's a lot in 24 hours. Well, what about you? Um, I've been super busy uh, just with Sadie, the baby, who is 11 weeks today. So. I'm like still I bad have... at saying weeks. I'm always like, she's two and a half yeah. months. <laughs> no, it's probably good. You're like, I think yeah. you switch like after when do you three s- months. After three months. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, maybe yeah. you don't. I think you can say weeks up until yeah. like, I don't know, a long time. Um, it's too much counting. Yeah, <laughs> she's 42 weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've actually just had such a busy social life, weirdly. You've been so busy. I feel like I feel every like, day I talk to you, you're like, I did this and this and this. Yeah, <laughs> so I've like joined this mom's group through Facebook. And then we had a meetup like maybe a month ago now or something like that. And that was the first one. Mm. And then I've been to a few since then. And like it's kind of like branched off. And one of the moms like asked who wanted to go for a walk. And obviously that was me because I love <laughs> going for walks. So then it's like finding your people in that way. Um, and then they're like a small group of us that have now like gone for a few walks. Um, and then we were invited over to her house for, which is in the countryside, like a really lovely countryside property, um, with like chickens and like, you know, a big pool and all this stuff for a pool party. So then I just had the pool party yesterday with like a baby pool party, yeah, <laughs> which was fun. And yeah, I've just had so many events and then appointments like pregnancy mm. physio and 
uh, I had my psychologist appointment and I'll have like doctor's appointments for the baby and um, and then like the thing that I started having anxiety about because I still I'm definitely like even though things are so good in so many ways mm. like I'm so fortunate to be in the situation that I'm in I'll just find my brain still searching for something to be anxious about yeah. and it drives me crazy so I always have to catch it like and so for me it's been work that's been the thing that I've been really anxious about yeah. even though they like promised me it's an my, easy fallback I think a yeah, lot of us do that it's like they promised me my job on return and then my manager I had a really anxious night thinking about it all of a sudden and the next day my manager texted me and said hey like are you free for catch-up like no like um no pressure like yeah. or anything and so I was like oh okay um which was just great and then I got to talk to him and he was just so lovely like reassured all of my like worries yeah. and all of that kind of stuff and then literally two days later I just started to feel anxious again about it and I was like <laughs> oh my god Alex like how much reassurance yeah do I like need? what else like there's literally nothing else he could have said or done or anything to make me feel more secure more secure and yet still even though I had the conversation I had it from the horse's mouth like I still needed that anxiety because I guess I, there was nothing else for me to be anxious about yet but then anyways um last week and there was yeah then there was like so which my brain just loves so then I'm supposed to go back around July and because of that I need daycare right because our parents aren't here to help take care of Sadie which is like was the original plan so I started to look at daycares and then I found out that I was supposed to be looking like a year ago <laughs> and that you're basically supposed to like sign your child yeah, up can for you daycare. Can you pre-order like before like they when have a they're name? Born, or like like you just put them under their name. I think you put it under your uh, name or something and that there's this whole wait list system with daycares and there's tiers of wait lists and all of that kind of stuff. So I yeah just like booked in as many daycares as I could. I think I saw 10 like in the last two weeks. Six of them were like over two days this week which was a lot and then next week I have four and so I like still have four more next yeah week. I still have four more next week so I got into like one of the ones that I like that's like really close mm -hmm. nearby but only one day right <laughs> and so I actually have to start her early in daycare in like two weeks and start paying for it and it's like over a hundred dollars a day although there's a child care subsidy in Australia so I'm hoping to get some money off for that but um just to like so i'm getting that one monday to keep a week a so that i can keep yeah. a spot on the wait list <laughs> so i'm paying extra in advance even though i don't even need her to go into daycare but i was actually starting to think that's probably a really good idea and i like, think that's a good transition yeah for both and of i think you. i'll put her in like half day so i don't have to keep her there for the whole day oh, and good. then i'll just do the half day but i'm still paying i think for the whole day okay. which is whatever it's fine anyways yeah. if i and then like kind of ease her into it and get her used to that uh but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is, but you're getting way better at driving. You're getting more comfortable with it because you have to go everywhere, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, no, I've done so I much driving. Like you're like the best now. You're and like, like, especially yeah. with a screaming baby yes. in the back. Cause like, I haven't even done that ever. She so. has been such a dream. That's why I was saying she's been so amazing. Yeah. Like if we're in a restaurant or like at the shopping mall yeah. or like just with friends, like she's just great. Like mm. she's so engaged. Yeah, she's everything. really engaged and stuff. But then she's horrible now in the car she decided like just this week that she hates the car but i think that's because we went to so many appointments yeah, and i had to put like her in and, in and out. out in and out in yeah. and out. i felt really bad for her and then um yeah and then she has her witching hour from mm. like 6 to 7 p.m 
but I was like, you know what? I'll take it. Like, <laughs> it's not so bad for a baby. Um, it's been pretty good. Um, and do you have any recos for this week? You haven't really been watching anything, have you? I've been or watching listening. Married at First Sight, oh, but yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. It's no, like, I started watching it because you always say it's so good. And it, I only it, ever liked the, the weddings, right? And, and like them matching people. I watched I like the, the first couple and episodes. The yeah. And then after that, it always gets a bit like toxic, boring. Yeah. I don't know. I just, there's something about it where I can never keep watching it. Yeah. Um, I've watched, uh, made for love. I think it might be on, did you say it's on Amazon? I don't know which one it's on. Oh, I haven't um, watched it yet. But it's, it's an interesting. It's on Stan. Stan. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's on in Canada then. Um, but it's, it's a show about basically what happens is there's a guy who's like someone goggle. He's basically like Google or Mark Zuckerberg or some tech genius guy. Um, and the, his wife is the mother from how i met your mother i don't remember what her name is um but she they've been living in like a cube together for 10 years that's like a crazy technology place and she escapes and basically wants to divorce him um, but then he's like implanted a chip in her head because he wanted to like make them merge as one in love or something <laughs> um but it's yeah it's really i feel i felt like it was very fresh and like i just really liked watching like it was just something new to watch in that way and it was it's like a good combo of kind of funny, but also a bit Wait, serious. Wait, it's a TV show? or it's Yeah, it's yeah. a TV show. I think it has like I saw the commercial seven or eight it, episodes but... maybe. Okay. Um, and Ray Romano is like her dad in it. Um, oh, weird. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just liked it. I felt like it was refreshing. And then I also watched this documentary that was like super short. I think it was under an hour on Netflix called Accomplice. That's just about my mountain bikers. And just like has these amazing shots of a bunch of different mountain bikers doing epic like journeys across the world um and i don't it just was like hypnotizing almost i watched it before i went to bed and they just do acrobatics on bikes and crazy sceneries and i was like this is gorgeous and then i was like can i learn how to mountain bike at this point in my life well, maybe we love cycling i, I feel know. like you could i just feel like i would injure myself <laughs> that's the main thing i think i would break something so i'm like i don't know if i'm ready to do that but there was you did send me an introductory mountain biking course once didn't you I feel like you did. There's something in the Gold Coast here where you can like take a mountain biking class. Oh, so I was like, maybe I'll try that. that yeah, but anyways, I would do it. I maybe we it should do way. it together. Um, one thing that I want to say randomly about Ray <laughs> Romano, yes, <laughs> is that I never watched Everybody Loves Raymond. I had no, some kind I of didn't version either. I hated that show. him on that show. Just yeah. his voice, like the sound of his voice. I think I would like see it as I flip channels, and I was like, no. uh, yeah. yeah, but. Um, one story about him that I heard from, I don't remember when I heard it or how, but I always remembered it is that he was a struggling actor until he was like 40 something. And his wife had been with him, I think since his early twenties and stayed by him, like stood by him yeah. the entire time and basically paid for everything. I think he worked as a waiter sometimes mm. and like, and if you work as a waiter in America, like you I don't, don't you don't make that much money. money right. Um, like not enough for a nice living no uh yeah she supported him and she believed in him like until he was 40 which is a really long yeah. time when you're with someone and then yeah and then he hit like he hit the jackpot yeah. basically and was paid yeah crazy amounts of money for that show wait and they're still together yeah and they're okay. still together <laughs> i think you were gonna say and then he left no. <laughs> well actually i don't even know if they're still together but when i heard that they were still together at the time. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I, I think I just assumed he was maybe like a comedian. 
I don't know. I don't think I ever thought yeah. about his pre-history. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting. It is interesting. Hmm. I've heard that a few times, actually. Also, if anyone knows Regis Philbin, if you remember him oh, from yeah. Kelly and Re- Regis. Regis and Kelly. Yeah. Um, what was it, Regis and Kathy Lee? Yeah, yeah. And so he also, it was the same kind of story. I think until he was like 50 or something, he wasn't on that show. Wow. He, but he was like a newscaster. Yeah, yeah. But just like small time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe. You never know like when no. your time in the spotlight no. will be. That is true. That is very true. Okay. So let's get into our topic so we try and kind (laughs) of like tap into the general feeling i think for me i've felt very lonely at times lately so i've been saying to alex and i feel like i've told all my friends i've been very open i feel kind of lonely um but i want to like break it down a bit and destigmatize it because i also feel like throughout this year we've had a lot of friends who've been through like very lonely phases well i mean it's everyone has yeah because of the pandemic of course we've been in the shared experience but feeling alone in the shared experience. yes and i think it's one of those things where you always feel like you're the only one who's ever felt it when you're in it sometimes or like no one would understand it but we all do go through it like at many points during our life yeah um, and I think for me, there's a lot of things that have like brought it on in some ways. So like one was I was kind of seeing someone at the beginning of the year and that didn't work out. And then obviously I feel like whenever that happens, yeah, you feel definitely. a bit lonely. Um, and then I think getting my citizenship was so exciting, but also in those things where I was like, oh, I wish like I had someone to celebrate this with in that way or like. It kind of like it's like what I said before where I had been waiting for that to happen and it's finally done and then I'm like oh wait what is my life now that that yeah, thing it like yeah. brings that spotlight in on your life um and then obviously like, maybe you're using it as a distraction yeah right? using Which it as a distraction yeah and then there's just been a lot of changes and like you have Sadie now and obviously like we're still a family and you would have me here all the time if I <laughs> wanted to hear all the time but it's like you have your family now and I'm like oh like I want a family too and like that stuff and like I you're obviously you like busier I know. at the same time <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting on it um yeah and then like one of my good friends has gotten to a relationship and she's super happy which is amazing but like we normally talk a lot and now we're talking less which is just like normal for anyone who gets in a relationship yeah. but there's like a lot of those different factors that have come together at this time for me to be like oh like I think I just have more time and space to myself which is something I want it's a lot like of the, the world time, has taken a magnifying yeah. glass and like put it back on you yeah by like taking away your comfort exactly you know, and it's yeah. also funny because I feel like even though I'm feeling all these things no one would really know like unless I told people which I have but like even the other day at work I was talking to my friend and I was like oh I feel like I should like branch out a bit more and make some more friends and she was like oh but you have so many friends like what about all these people and I was like oh it's funny just like how other people would see you because like I yeah. am very active I go to volleyball all the time I have you here I have like my work friends I have this and that but I was like it's just you never know like what's actually going on for people so true um and it's interesting too because I've realized that this is probably the first time I felt more lonely on the Gold Coast, which is funny because like we've been the most isolated here in a lot of ways. And like I have the least kind of friends or like support network here, here, but yet I've haven't felt as lonely, which is like a really interesting to think about thing to think about and something we'll kind of delve into a bit later. Um, But yeah, it's just been, 
I feel like I've tried to approach this phase of loneliness a bit differently than I normally would. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to actually just like sit with it and like think about it and know it's not the end of the world. Not just push it away. Yeah. And be like, this is kind of here for a reason. So I feel like I've like been writing in my journal more and like reading and doing just doing different things and trying to like get a bit creative and like get back in touch with myself which sounds well very, like, i was gonna say it's deep. like you're entering the winter period of your life yeah. and then one of the things i wanted to say in all of this because you were saying different reasons for mm. why you might be feeling lonely is we're also entering into the colder season yes that's very true too and it's also funny because not funny but it's just interesting because i feel like there's always like little signs from the universe too because i've been saying yeah i feel lonely and then like I got a random email from my old boss in Canada from the Law Society who I haven't talked to in like two years. And she was like, oh, I was thinking about you. And she like listened to the podcast and like had checked the socials and was like, oh, like tell me about your life now. And then I also got a package from my friend Anna, which was like a delayed birthday present that she'd sent on my birthday, but came like two months later. So it was like Mm -hmm. a nice surprise. And then I'd also ordered this book by um, Mari Andrew. I don't know if any of you, you might follow her on Instagram. She does these really nice little... Um, like illustrations and kind of is good at explaining emotions almost um but yeah and then that arrived and I had no idea when it was going to arrive and then I just feel like and then like yeah my friend from Sydney came up this weekend so there's just all these things where I'm like okay uh, the universe is reminding me that I'm not actually alone at all for sure yeah you're not. You're no, I'm not. definitely not. But like, or it's just, actually, like I would <laughs> we say, all are. we are all <laughs> alone all the time, whether or not, you yeah. know, and that this idea that we're not alone is like the real illusion. That's true. Um, oh, but, I wanted to say, like, along with that, I've been seeing a lot of things on Instagram or different places lately where it's talking about how you kind of have to make yourself your own home, like the idea yeah. that you are your home and like you have to basically love yourself and get comfortable with yourself and know that you're always safe with yourself almost so I've been mm-hmm. thinking a lot about that as well that's beautiful mm. it's so true too actually I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram <laughs> about how it, your Instagram page is your home yeah <laughs> and how if people come they have to respect it as if they're entering your house yeah and so like, it's like would you, you wouldn't like, walk into someone's house yeah. and criticize there <laughs> exactly and yeah. then like if you don't like it don't go over there yeah right? don't go visit um, but what I wanted to say about coming into like a colder winter season, mm-hmm. we're in autumn right now too, is I think a lot of time we don't realize how stuff like that affects us too, the like weather. so yeah. deeply. And my greatest periods of loneliness uh, have always been in winter. the cold, <laughs> in the cold weather. Oh. And in Canada, I felt like it was that like that That's most true. of the time. When I think about it, like. Because we were just talking before this and trying to figure out what our some of our most lonely times in our own lives have been. And I was thinking my undergrad. like I During undergrad, I don't think I ever would have even classified it as that. But looking back, I feel like I was very lonely. But I remember every, basically, I think it was November, like when it starts to get really dark, yeah. I'd have this really like visceral feeling of like mm-hmm. loneliness and sadness. And I think that was definitely weather related yeah and even when you think about oh sorry oh i was gonna say even when i was in paris like i had an amazing time in paris and made so many friends but it was also during winter and when you i came, felt it was like so that cold. too and when like, i was in paris visiting so, yeah like even so though cold. i wasn't lonely i was and i remember i like binge watched gilmore girls and the kardashians during that time somehow and still had school and social life but i think it was like the darkness it was like 
created and that And also loneliness. that feeling like when you have to crawl under your duvet covers. Yeah, and you don't want to get out of bed yeah. in the morning because it's too cold. And so something about that is like really it's like puts a punctuation mark on however you're feeling well i wrote you the other day because only really a few days ago there was a temperature drop here like a noticeable one and i feel like everyone's sneezing now and like all that stuff um but i wrote you on gchat or whatever and i was like i feel like when it's warm there's like a safety blanket on you yeah and it makes everything feel like it'll be okay whereas when it's cold you're just bracing yourself. i have said before i think mm. to our mom i've said like i feel like i love the heat because i feel like i'm getting hugged yeah like you're the universe is hugging you yeah it's like just a nice like caress all I the time i wonder how that works because i feel like there's other people who like hate the heat and like yeah feel suffocated by it, i know like, i'd love to hear yeah. from someone like that and see like what, what how that is. works yeah but yeah so I feel like the change probably based on like what we need, you know, yeah, like and what our needs are instead yeah. based on I don't know how we grew up or whatever. Maybe genetics too. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, our Ishigaki side is like tropical island, so it's true. And we both have blue iron. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so you did some research on loneliness. Um, yeah, I think like we'll start with this kind of little intro. It's like a quote that I found from a Guardian article that I actually sent. So one of the things Tori and I were doing um, was oh, going yes. through our Gmail account, which we've ha- both had. We've had our account accounts, yeah. right? We have our own separate email accounts. Um, <laughs> like but 2000. For a long, long, long yeah. time. Yeah, like early 2000. Yeah. So we both typed in lonely or loneliness, loneliness and like did a search to see how many like what emails it came it up It actually in. came up a lot, which is a good reminder that like you go through so many phases of it and you don't remember. I, yeah. So, you know, when you like search, if you ever like look on your email and stuff mm. and then it says like one of like a hundred or whatever it is. And then there's like a, another page to scroll through. Yeah. So like it only shows so much. Basically, I have like so many pages <laughs> to go through because it found the word lonely yeah. or loneliness, like just, so I don't know, a thousand times yeah. or something like that. Because we've written about it to each mm. other so many times. So, and like to other people and stuff. But anyways, I sent you this article from 2017 from The mm. Guardian. Like, um, yeah, because it like resonated with me at the time and what I was going through. And one of the like descriptions in it is, um, the statistics tell us there's a loneliness epidemic. With an epidemic comes the search for a cure. But loneliness is so much bigger than a cure. You can be lonely in a crowd, a bed can feel emptier with the wrong person in it, and a knitting circle will not fix you. Loneliness is internal and fundamentally existential. I feel like that's a very good summary of it. And especially because just remembering that some of your loneliest times are when you're surrounded by people or, yeah, like with the wrong person or those types of things. So it's... It's a lot more like complex than we give it credit for sometimes. I think we watched it. <laughs> like, it's like you'll feel this feeling, yeah. and then you describe it as loneliness. loneliness. So, there's this chart of emotions that I've talked before about oh, on the podcast, yeah. right? It's like a circle, yeah, we a wheel of that. emotions. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I posted it, it like okay. in our stories yeah, before, yeah. but not as a post post. Yeah. And actually, I guess we, we should put on our that. highlights or something at least. Yeah. yeah, and so this like wheel of emotions, it will. It first like says the base emotions, which are like anger, sadness, mm. happiness, like you know whatever. And then within each of those base emotions, then they break them down even further with like more vocabulary. So the base emotions are 
um, fear, anger, sadness, surprise, joy, and love. And then to give an example, like if you said like, oh, I'm feeling love. And then it breaks it down into like peaceful, tenderness, desire, longing, affection. And let's say you chose desire. Um, So my feeling of love is actually a feeling of desire if I want to really articulate Mm -hmm. it. And then that feeling of desire is actually one of the two. It's infatuation or passion. Mm -hmm. And then so it kind of like, it's not necessarily one of the two, but it gives you more and more words to describe what you're feeling. And and also like kind of shows you like, the the depth of what that emotion can mm. hold um wait what's the surprise i was kind of surprised by surprise, surprise. <laughs> I was like, so what surprise is? has stunned confused amazed overcome and moved oh, okay which i think i do because you could be surprised yeah. in a bad way or yeah a good way in. um and then shock dismayed <sighs> disillusioned perplexed astonished awestruck speechless astounded stimulated touched yeah. um and then the, so sta- sadness which is one mm. of the main pillars has it goes to neglected and then in neglected it has isolated and lonely which i thought was really interesting um because i actually think i use and a lot of people that i know use lonely as one of those main pillars yeah so whenever you're feeling like that certain feeling you'll say i'm lonely that's lonely but it could be sad is it sadness like is it it feeling neglected is it misunderstood um, yeah or not seen or not valued not enough uh, yeah. like dismayed yeah i think it's one of the catch-all Regretful. kind of like negative emotions we would exactly say. and then i i think we kind of like just say that put the label on it don't really examine it further mm-hmm. and then try and patch it up as fast as we can i just yeah. don't want to feel this feeling what can i do yeah. to like push it away and it's like oh I'm, uh, yeah join a group or go call my friends or text like everyone yeah, i know distract myself so i don't yeah. have to deal with it exactly yeah. so i did a little like world outlook just it's not really the world it's australia canada the uk and the states which are just the people who are listening to the podcast like Most, the majority yeah. of them um so in australia they said that one in four australians feel lonely um, many Australians, especially younger Australians, report anxiety about socializing and 30% don't feel that they're a part of a group of friends. Um, and that's from like a 2018 mm. article. So actually all of these stats are pre-pandemic, which yeah, is like pre-COVID pandemic. Right? Yeah, COVID. which is like so interesting to see. And like I would really be curious to know what the stats would be now um, after all of this like social isolating. Um isolation uh so and then in canada so this is a 2019 study uh studies have found that one in five canadians identify as being lonely part of the issue is that more and more canadians are living alone 28 percent of households according to recent numbers by statistics canada this is Mm. before people were trapped in their house (laughs) living alone this is when people were still going out and doing stuff with each other okay and then in the uk they say Uh, The situation has become so pressing, loneliness, that the government has appointed a loneliness minister to tackle the issue. This was also like from 2017 or something like that. Mm. Uh, Another thing that I found in 2014, the Office for National Statistics voted Britain the loneliness capital of Europe. And now we're just a lonely island filled with people getting lonelier or so. 48% of us think. Only 11% of lonely people tried to solve their loneliness finding God, joining 
laughter yoga, yeah. scouring the internet for cures and whales. <laughs> That's a little bit like <laughs> like whale watching, I guess, <laughs> for cures and whales. Anyways, Maybe I don't know British what that part was. But, <laughs> and then in the U.S., um, this is from another article. What do they say? The average American's number of close confidants has been shrinking. Adults in the U.S. had three confidants in 1985, compared to just two in 2004. Um, and approximately one in four Americans reported having no close confidants in 2004, an almost threefold increase from 1985. More recent data shows that one in five millennials have no friends at all. And a survey mm. released in 2020 found that 71% of millennials and almost 79% of Gen Z respondents report feeling lonely, a significantly greater proportion than other generations. I also wonder with that, though, if they're just more open to admitting it. Yeah, that's true. Um, it could be. It's all, it, it's like those stats are really crazy to me, like the ones of like people who don't have any confidant or friend, because that would be so difficult to like not i feel like humans are wired to have connection and like feel i think that's why seeing a psychologist has become so popular because some especially people with the telehealth yeah. appointments too because if you don't have someone to talk to you because like i know here when i found my psychologist um mm. that i wanted to have like for the birth and stuff yeah. like that it was like when I called around, everyone was booked out. Yeah. Like, it's, like, so hard to get a psychologist now yeah. because everyone's so busy. And I know that I have friends in other countries who've been trying to do the same, and mm. it's been the same thing there, too. Wow. Well, it's, it's good that people are getting help, but it is yeah. it is interesting. Well, it's also interesting because this stuff with loneliness is, like, right now I was just thinking, I just talked about this friend, that friend. Yeah. I'm thinking about all of my friends, right? Yeah. And I'm definitely someone who has a lot of friends and a lot of – um, so fortunate to have a lot of really close connections yeah. with my friends. So I, f I do feel Me too. really supported yeah. and like loved and like even despite not living in the same city as yeah. them and you know all of this stuff going on I still like feel like they're always yeah. with me and in, in some way or another mm. but i still will feel lonely it's not a cure for loneliness like even the past few weeks when i've been feeling lonely i feel like on some of the weekends like i usually do facetime like a few people on at least sunday and sometimes saturday and then we'll have these like great conversations conversations but yeah it doesn't necessarily cure it or solve it or no. and like, then that's why it's like well what's what the is root it actually yeah is it just a symptom like what yeah. is it um so one of the things that i discovered was that there are there's some big dangers with this mm. feeling of loneliness right and and if you let it escalate and you don't address it and yeah um so beyond causing heightened rates of depression anxiety and irritability Loneliness is now being associated with potentially life-shortening health issues such as higher blood pressure, heart disease, and obesity. Some experts have gone as far as to argue that being lonely for a prolonged period is more harmful to a person's health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's crazy. I believe that, that too. So yeah. if you think about it, though, if you're smoking 15 cigarettes a day, it's probably for anxiety and stress, yeah. and it probably helps calm you down. Yeah. And yeah. so even though cigarettes are you know toxins that yeah. you're putting into your body the effects of of lessening your stress mm. like anything that lessens your stress is yeah. like stress is like one of the worst things that you can have Release stress and anxiety because yeah. it creates inflammation in your body yeah. and so if you have this like prolonged loneliness feeling mm. it's like you're you 
your body's under attack almost yeah it's like on high alert Mm -hmm. like from yeah just from this like overwhelming feeling of of sadness or whatever it is uh and then yeah it could definitely lead to health issues down the line Mm. well when i was at my um naturopath the other week that i've been to once and was great um she was saying that yeah if you have like a traumatic childhood or something like that or you have a lot of stress in your life um or like are always feeling like you're walking on eggshells and stuff it does like your body is always on high alert and then it's just this constant low level thing and it leads to a lot of like autoimmune diseases or different Hello, me with yeah. two autoimmune diseases. <laughs> exactly yeah. but yeah i think they're really starting to realize how much stress and anxiety like not only mentally but physically affect your health mm-hmm. yeah okay so what is it yeah what actually I don't is actually loneliness i was trying to think of like when i say i'm lonely what are a lot of like the other feelings that i've had intertwined with it and sometimes like right now as i said there's like a lot of things i think that have like come together to make me feel that way but i'm like what am i feeling some of it is like almost an embarrassment where i'm like oh i don't have enough friends here yet so that's almost like an ego thing i think where like Mm -hmm. i just am like oh i should have this and i don't or like will people think i'm weird or and like i don't think that's actual loneliness i don't know what that part is um and then yeah some of it i think is almost a feeling of lack or like wanting to have a partner and wanting to start a family and wanting to do those things and then some of it is also i think i'm have like like I said I have more time to myself now and I've realized actually this week I felt like I've been on my phone too much and I started not having music on when I drove to and from work and then I was like alone with my own thoughts and like I feel like I haven't done that in a while but it was nice to do and actually made me feel less lonely because I was like oh like I remember me Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different emotions mixed in with my current feelings. yourself. Yeah. My current feelings of loneliness, though, are very, like, not all are loneliness. I don't know. There's, it's a lot of different things. Well, I think one of the things I asked you when we were prepping for this episode was, like, what have been the loneliest times in Mm. your life, right? And I was trying to think of mine, and we were kind of just trying off the top of our head, trying to think about when they were and see Mm. if there was, like, a correlation between, between them, right? Yeah. Um, and I think actually if you are listening to this right now, like, and thinking about that, like it's a, it's a really good thing for like exercise. Yeah. And exercise to write it down and think about what that was. Mm. And when I was trying to think about it, I realized that there've been so many times (laughs) I was like, Oh, it's like most of my life. I feel like I've had a lot of really that I would describe as really lonely periods. Mm. And do you feel like you could see any patterns in those yeah well i was thinking so some of my loneliest periods have been i think when i was around like seven to nine Mm. when i was like really tumultuous at home with our mother and stuff um and then almost all of high school like Mm. which i hated i hated like the first three years of high school and then i fast-tracked so that i only had one year left because we had five years at the time when i did it so i wanted to do it in four years and i switched to a different school for my fourth year and then i was i wasn't lonely i was like Mm. elated with like happiness (laughs) and just so like skipping down the streets but um 
so it was like those first three years of high school I felt really lonely I felt really lonely I think when I went to university like at the beginning I think the same thing that you were saying when that November time hit yeah and you're like, oh. it just gets dark and um I felt really lonely when I finished school and came to live at home for a year and then I think it was also winter so winter is always a big correlation for me actually yeah. like darkness darkness nighttime darkness um and the cold uh and then the other times i felt really lonely where i think i felt really lonely in my early 30s in bondi even though i was surrounded by friends mm-hmm. and so much stuff happening but and it also would get really cold in yeah. the winter so it would have been around that time i like, just picked our old two, apartment and, and like how cold it would get up, at night yeah. yeah um but i think for me it was almost so it wasn't just it wasn't i don't think about the apartment really actually that much it's like when I was working at the publishing company and I had to wait for my PR to come in and I didn't, I realized like a lot of the, those times where when I was in institutions, like as in schools or works or whatever, um, in places or like at home when I was a kid mm. where I felt trapped yeah, and I felt like I didn't have a choice and I had to experience whatever I was experiencing. It didn't feel like there were options for me to change it like because yeah. I was stuck in that situation and that kind of made me feel really isolated I think would be the word mm. and then I would feel lonely yeah but it was that interesting to look back and think yeah. about it and be like oh and then I have other types of loneliness that I've experienced but that was like a really interesting yeah. thing to look back at because I'd never th- like looked at my history it. of loneliness before I think I'm trying to think of some of the times where I felt most lonely and I think some of it was uni and then when I went to, like, France to be a nanny, I was really lonely at the beginning of that. Some of it, I think, is related to, like, starting new things and being out of your depth. But I think in both of those situations also, it's a bit like feeling like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Like I think in uni, I've said before, like, I went to uni where it was a lot of just, like, white people from small towns. And I just, like, feel like I was kind of a bit of a alien there in some ways. And then, yeah, when I was a nanny, I was just, like, plopped into a random family's house <laughs> and like, <laughs> like oh. so yeah I think some of my loneliness feelings yeah have been more related to feeling out of place or not like kind of not fitting in with wherever I am at that time but yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so I think it's like really interesting to think about like what triggers the lonely feeling in you hmm and write I it think down. it is different for <laughs> like map it out everyone. like a picture on, yeah. Yeah, on paper so why don't we talk about the different types of loneliness because yeah we tried to come up with some different scenarios where we felt lonely and just I think most people would relate to and almost just to know that everyone feels we're naming that way. and shaming yeah. all these loneliness <laughs> feelings yes because there's power in like bringing that to light exactly Okay, the first one is hungover loneliness, and I feel like we both had that all the time in Sydney, especially. Oh, my God, yeah. And as I wrote in one of the comments when I was looking at old emails, emails and stuff we'd yeah. sent, is I was like, red wine hungover like, loneliness is the, is the worst. And, yeah, I feel like hungover loneliness is a mix of shame, regret, kind of that hollow feeling where you feel like, you don't really remember what happened the night before and you might be embarrassed and then you you just like you almost feel alone in it yeah it is an emptiness and I think it's funny because I feel like that was worse in 
Australia than in Canada because I think in Canada when I was at school and drinking it was always just so cold and dark anyway so when you were hungover all there was to do was like watch TV and eat stuff it and almost you made feel it more guilty. bearable <laughs> yeah like you kind of were like okay I should just cozy up and like do this stuff but I feel like once I came here and it's so nice out and it's like a beautiful place you don't want to be hungover and then you feel guilt you on to top live of that. in your yeah. shame <laughs> yeah yes um another one is the Sunday scaries yeah I feel like I definitely had that a lot more when I hated my jobs <laughs> but it's kind of like impending doom feeling for me I always picture it started first at our house when we were little kids and it was like dark, dark and cold like on a Sunday night yeah. and we would always have like classical music playing on the radio and then like you'd have to go and play piano ourselves and practice <laughs> and like so you'd hear a piano and like a metronome ticking and, and like glass window <laughs> the glass window and then a cuckoo clock like that would come out and go cuckoo cuckoo and you were like oh another hour has passed mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was like the ultimate beginning of the sunday scaries and then yeah it just like continued on I remember actually I was in Bondi and I don't know why, but it was a Sunday when I was like first there and I was in my room and it was like kind of, it was like nighttime and I was feeling lonely and I put on Fur Elise by Beethoven, (laughs) which is like one of the songs that used to like, we used to play on the piano at home. And then I was like, oh, it's like, I'm at home again. Like, was it comforting? No, it was (laughs) creepy. (laughs) It was creepy. That's interesting. I just, I think I wanted to see what it felt like. (laughs) um okay the next one is like a common one i think very common and that's the no one is wait messaging. i want to talk about sunday scaries a bit more oh, wait, okay i feel yeah, like it's pretty it I is a we big almost one. did a podcast episode on it once. we did we're thinking yeah, about it we were because like i don't feel it as much here so no. i still felt it in bondi but that was as you were saying because you didn't like want to go to work yeah, the next day we both had really bad work situations yeah. in sydney so but i haven't um yeah, I haven't felt the Sunday scaries here. I think because like, our very lives rarely. feel more like a holiday here, I think. Yeah, it's not so much. It's the weekend and it's the week. Yeah, I think for me, I have my Wednesdays off, which is amazing. And then I also play volleyball a lot of the other days. Well, I think you also stuff, like your job. I like my job, yeah. So there's a lot of factors where I, yeah, I don't like hate. I'm not trying to just get through the week to the weekend. And like, I think also probably because we don't drink anymore. Like Sunday scares is probably also, but I didn't over. drink in my twenties, basically. Yeah, and I, still yeah, had I guess it. in Canada you didn't. Yeah, yeah but true. yeah, Australia was a lot of drinking. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Sunday scares was legit. Um, okay, done. I just wanted to discuss. That. Okay, it is a big one. Um, yeah, and the next one is that no one is messaging me loneliness, which I think we all. I think that's get. also compounded for me. It was with also being hungover. It is with being hungover definitely for sure um but that's like the feeling where a lot of the time where you've like been away from your phone all day or like you haven't checked it for two hours and then you look at it and no one has messaged or even worse you like think you have a text and then you go to look at your phone and it says battery sufficiently (laughs) charged and you're like no (laughs) where is that text yeah um and it's just like funny because it's the same thing because we've talked about this before where like there's been times where we feel lonely and then like you try and call like five friends and no one picks up also. yeah okay so just what we were talking about before about like i got all these bills at once and yeah. i was like okay universe i accept like i guess this is just what's happening right now and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna fight it and 
I'll just pay them and done. Yeah. It's the same thing with that. If I ever like have that lonely feeling and then I text a bunch of people like, oh, are you free for a phone call? Are you free for a phone call? And like nobody's free or whatever yeah. it is. Then I also just go, I guess I'm supposed to like listen to a podcast on my own or yeah. like do whatever. Have a date with myself. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think this type of loneliness is also compounded after like a breakup or something because it's like you've had someone that you've been texting all the time and then they are not texting you anymore <laughs> um yeah so that's like it's not a fun one but it's also one that we've all experienced and like sometimes I do feel like it is the universe being like okay take some time to yourself and like it's not I think sometimes we'll take it as immediate like value of our worth and be like no one cares about me or like no one likes me I'm not getting any messages but that's never actually the case um there's like a quote from that guardian article and mm. she was saying it requires a mental strength to be alone even if that's what you want to believe you're not going to disappear or that people would notice if you did mm. it takes a physical strength not to text the guy you had sex with <laughs> once to get him to come over the one who says when he arrives at midnight which one are you again are you the journalist and you say yes you were that one would you like a drink <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't gotten to that stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So hungover loneliness, Sunday scaries, the no one is messaging me loneliness. Uh, and then what, the next one, post-vacation loneliness. This one I feel like hits me strong. Not actually in Australia, but I think in Canada when I didn't like my life as much. And then I'd gone. I remember when I came back from Greece in I think the year before I went to law school I was so sad and I had that feeling where I was like but no one knows like what it was what, like yeah. there like you and you don't feel like you can explain it to anyone probably it's like when you're trying to explain a dream and you're like, like oh, you've this. been to Nirvana yeah. yeah and then you feel like no one gets it and you're not like I think it's you're hard. Not understood. Yeah, it's hard when you don't feel understood. And then you're just like, well, oh. it's also funny. I just read because when I was going through those emails that we had sent each other when in 2013, when we were in Costa Rica and you had gone back, you were to like, Canada. oh, I actually don't want to see anyone because I'm not ready to yeah. like talk to people about my experience. And you were like, I just don't feel like it yet. And I think you just wanted to see your one friend who'd been to visit you. Yeah, because she got it. <laughs> yeah, because she'd been there. So yeah. you were like, oh, I just wanted, she's the only person I want to see because I want to talk about it. And yeah. I want someone who understands me. Yeah. No, that's true. It's hard. It is. Um, my cure for that is move to the place yes. that you yes, <laughs> don't exactly. leave. That's what I did. Uh, oh. But yeah, and then, okay, the next one is yeah post uh, like so after a big change or a big move loneliness and i think that's more actually like circumstantial loneliness just because it's like you just have a lack of familiar things or people around and you have that fear of like am i ever gonna feel at home here am i or ever gonna I make, make friends yeah i remember actually i will never forget this feeling and mm. i had left costa rica to go to australia and in that time do the right thing in quotations and I got to this hostel that I was staying at in Sydney in King's Cross on Victoria Street. And I got to my room and it had been like such a whirlwind of like all these flights to get there. And, you know, everything had happened so fast. And so I arrived, booked in, got into my room. No one was there. It was like a four bed room. And I kind of regretted that actually and thought I should have just gone into like a big dorm room so I could at least meet more people right away. So no one was there. 
it was the middle of the day and then all of a sudden I just had silence and nothing going on and I don't think I had my phone card set up so I couldn't check the internet or anything and I remember just being like oh. do you have that panic or you're like, I was like is this this is my life now like what mm. like I'd been in this do 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 mode of like getting everything ready to go to Australia having a goodbye party doing all this stuff and then I was finally there I had my first moment of silence and it just felt so weird and I felt so alone Alone. and I remember being like oh I'm really far like I'm really far from my parents I'm really far from this and um and then I heard a crow and if you've ever (laughs) heard an Australian crow it sounds like a dying child and if you're ever talking on the phone to someone who's not from Australia they'll be like is that a kid in the background like what what's going on (laughs) so I was like no it's a crow it's like Um, so yeah, I heard that and I remember walking to the window and looking at it and being like, what is that? Cause I had never heard it before, even though I've been to Australia before. And then since then I've always, I remember at the time I thought, is this like a bad omen? Yeah. That was like, Alex, so like the raven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I still just remember that all so clearly and how that felt. And then what my cure was in that moment was I was like, I've got a lot of things to do. I need to set up a bank account. I need to set up like my tax file number. I need to do all these things. So I'm just going to make a list of all the things I have to do and distract myself basically. Make myself busy because there's nobody here. And yeah, maybe I won't have any friends, but at least I've got a list of things to do. And then I went out actually when I opened up my bank account and somehow like made friends with the bank Oh, I remember that. And then she invited me to a party at her house the same day. (laughs) So then I went to this like random suburb and went to a party. (laughs) It's those things where I feel like it is just nudges from the universe being like, okay, you're not actually going to be alone. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The last one is being single loneliness, which is definitely a thing. I feel like after a breakup or like during holidays or there's some days like if I'm out and I feel particularly single and then all I see is like really happy couples and I'm like, oh, (laughs) but um, yeah, I think everyone goes through those phases when they're single at some point. And then there's obviously like amazing phases when you're single and you're like, I'm free. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like you like not you you specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say facilitate, but that's not how you say it, is it? I don't think so. Oh, why can I not pronounce anything properly? <laughs> you just got to have the confidence. Either pronounce it wrong and just do it confidently. Yeah, and I people know. Will... That's like the thing when you've read a lot of books. And then you, yeah. But not Actually, said someone that Someone at work was saying today someone uses the word dramatical. And oh. I was like, that almost sounds more dramatic than dramatic. And it's I was dramatical. Like, yeah. I was like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> if you say it, it's a word. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was our list of different scenarios of loneliness, I guess, that are pretty common to feel. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most people have been through at least a few of them. Yeah, if not all. Um, so, yeah, when you get that hit of loneliness, I guess, like, we're trying to say what does that actually trigger like what feelings oh i feel like i've had so many different kinds of emotions but yeah sometimes you feel like that frantic like yeah i think the anxiety and like the yes like i think actually anxiety is like a huge huge part of it right and just it's like the trigger to start the avalanche cycle or the spiral i think yes yeah yeah. it's like really heightened emotions you can feel kind of desperate sometimes Um, I think a lot of people live in fear of loneliness. Yeah. So that's like if you keep yourself super, super busy and your schedule is always packed, you know, yeah. and you, you don't have a moment to breathe. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of 
almost running away from yeah. the inevitable. Well, and we were saying, we were talking about this before, and we are like, that's kind of the idea of treating the symptom but not the cause. So it's like you're just trying to patch it up or like avoid ever feeling it, but not think why you would be feeling it in the first place or what you can It's like a do. game of distraction. Yeah. And before... And still sometimes <laughs> um, some of the ways we cope were, were through that busyness trap. And so like using friends as shields and just like hanging out with your friends all the time to not have to. Yeah. Jumping yeah. from one friend to the next to the next, like yeah. in one day, just so that you don't have to be alone for At a moment. All. And um, then joining clubs or like new activities and just as, like, as you were saying, keeping your calendar as full as you can. And like even me, I like did a trial of a crossfit gym because i was like i need to do some another activity <laughs> and then it's also fine it is it's yeah. not a bad thing but like if i had like joined that in like three other places and yeah did something every day then it would be a bit yeah a bit um much. going on dating apps that's a big yeah. one and i think also it's really interesting because i definitely have done that before was like going on dating apps to distract yourself but not even actually really wanting to meet someone yeah like it's just just to have someone like text a boredom sometime. thing almost yeah um, and then, yeah, focusing on work. Yeah, some people will just like put their head down and be like, okay, I'm just going to be really into work. So, but what happens if you stop, recognize, mm. wait, I feel lonely. And instead of jumping to one of those kinds of things to mask it, like you sit in that loneliness. Mm. You sit in what that feeling is and like really marinate in it. That's what I'm trying to discover right now. <laughs> and how have you been doing it? Like what's helped? Um, well, yeah, like I said earlier, I feel like I've been trying to journal a lot. I've actually been trying to have a better or more consistent morning routine. So I kind of try and not look at my phone right away and I'll try and wake up and just journal. Um, I've been riding my bike more. Uh, on Sunday, I felt a bit lonely and then I was like I felt really lazy in the morning actually I was just kind of like in bed all morning and looking at stuff and then I was like I need to get out into nature so I went and did the walk at Burley Headlands and as soon as I did that I was like oh I already feel like 10 times better um and then yeah I've just been trying to like I have been trying to sit and know I think one of the biggest things for me and we've talked about this intense a lot is just like knowing that nothing is the end of the world and it's like me being lonely right now is not does not define me or anything and I know it will pass like everything in life does and it's just yeah. a phase and like it's more what can I learn from this phase what can I get from it how can I yeah make myself feel more like home how can I like learn more about myself or like tap into my creativity yeah because it really is like hits, hits being spot. being your own safe space and being your own like because it is, like you said, we're all alone Being in the end. in yourself. We are. Like, yeah. You you do only have yourself when it comes down to it. So make that relationship well, actually, the best I it didn't can be. The, I didn't like copy mm -hmm. the quote and put it in yeah. here, but I had read something that was about how we're all going to die. Yeah. And like, I think, and they said that there's this theory that loneliness and that fear is really just a fear of death. Yeah. Like, like the because the, end, the thing mm -hmm. is we come into this world alone and we leave alone. Mm. Which may sound depressing, but, but <laughs> there's also, also like, like comforting in, in some ways, and yeah. um, and that we're all—that's like the one thing we definitely all have in common—is that yeah. we all do that. Um, I remember I had in Bondi, I used to get the Sunday scaries and stuff, yeah. and then this was like my last year there, and I remember I was feeling like I would just ma try and mask it all mm. the time, like or I'd I'd like text a bunch of people and see who was free to do something Sunday afternoon, and I remember 
one Sunday I'd had like an amazing morning and it had like finished early, I guess, like doing whatever. Yeah. And then I came home and I think I did text people probably and no one could, no one responded or no one could do anything. And all of a sudden I felt that feeling that like yeah. overwhelming, like creeping into you or seeping into yeah. you, like, <gasps> like anxiety, loneliness. And I recognized that though, cause I was trying to do that kind of work and instead of just like masking it even further finding a way or feeling really sad for myself I got out my journal like same kind of thing I put on some music that I liked and I just started writing about it so I wrote down exactly how I was feeling and then I kind of wrote like it started it trickled from negative into positive like as I like kind of grasped the situation I guess and by the end of that I remember I felt like a million bucks and then mm. I was having a great time on my own and then I like got out all my drawing stuff and started drawing and just doodling and I was like having the best afternoon by myself like and feeling really fulfilled. Well, it's really like interesting to see what you do when you're actually left to your own devices and like really just let yourself be and do and I don't think we give ourselves that space or time like ever these days really like we're always listening to something or watching something or like with someone or being productive or whatever it is um but yeah part of what I'm trying to do also is just try and have fun and not take things so seriously because like we've said this recently too where it's like especially now that I have my citizenship I'm in such a good place like all I have left coming is like good things it's like now I finally I'm in a place that I really enjoy I want to settle in like I'm going to try and buy a property soon I want to meet someone like these are all positive things to look forward to so it's like what am I <laughs> yeah like what am I actually worrying about and like this stint of loneliness is is just that like well and how many times have you been in relationships and yeah. felt lonely yeah. like we all have right yeah. so it's just so funny that we equate it as oh we need yeah. more people in our life or more of when that connection not. but even though i've had amazing connection with people and still felt lonely yeah, yeah. it's like not during but yeah. it's an idea that like everything is fleeting happiness yeah. is fleeting sadness is fleeting like it's all in flux yeah constantly. but we want it to be like these constant permanent things mm. and they just aren't that's no. not how life works and it is the thing they always say like you can't have happiness without sadness like or else you wouldn't know what happiness was. Like you need, yeah, you need yeah. the yin and the yang type thing. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we would want to talk a bit about just some things to remember if you are feeling lonely. And we've kind of already gone over most of this. You but might want to write these down. Yeah. <laughs> so it will pass. It always does. You're not going to be lonely forever or even very long probably. That's true. Um, always remember that everyone goes through it, even if it doesn't seem like they are like everyone. Like, I don't think you could find one person no. who hasn't felt that. And at some point. honestly, it's probably sometimes the people that seem the most social and the most oh, so like, love that would be the loneliest in cases. Yeah. Um, and get out in nature. It really does make you feel better. Touch some water, touch some trees, put your feet on something. On the grass. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, take some time away from your phone. Uh, give yourself a break. Yeah. And then reach out to friends. Be vulnerable. Like, I feel like I said earlier, I've just been telling a lot of people I feel lonely lately because I'm like, I'm not going to hide it at some shameful secret or something. And like, everyone has been there. And sometimes just having one 
conversation with a friend can make a difference. You don't even have to tell them you're lonely. Just like having a nice conversation and like feeling connection can help. Yeah. I think with the friends thing though too, yeah. it's like give yourself a bit of time. Yeah. To like be on your own with it. For sure. And then, yeah. Don't do the busy. Well, that like thing. afternoon that I was talking about where I, I like mm. turned it around and ended up having the best afternoon. I feel like I changed my energy too. So like when originally I think when I messaged people and didn't hear back from anyone and felt sad and felt lonely by the end of my like session of like journaling and drawing and doing all this stuff. I think one of my roommate came home and then was just like in such a good mood and was like, yeah. Mm. And then we ended up hanging out and having such a fun time. And it was like, I felt like I had cultivated that energy and like brought someone into my life through it, like in that afternoon Mm. and in that moment. It's very true. Um, Oh, so one last thing I want, I think you actually sent me to this and sent me this in one of our email chains and it was from um, Sarah Wilson's blog. Mm -hmm. So she's an Aussie who's written some books on anxiety and different things. And she had this quote from Anais Nin, which basically I think is like, goes to like, you need to feel your feelings and just be in it, but I'll read it for you. So (laughs) she, this was actually, I think her advice to like a young writer who had asked her, And then, so she says, you must not fear, hold back, count, or be a miser with your thoughts and feelings. It is also true that creation comes from an overflow. So you have to learn to intake, to imbibe, to nourish yourself and not be afraid of fullness. The fullness is like a tidal wave, which then carries you, sweeps you into experience and into writing. Permit yourself to flow and overflow. Allow for the rise in temperature, all the expansions and intensifications. Something is always born of excess. Great art was born of great terrors, great loneliness, great inhibitions, instabilities, and it always balances them. Um, and Sarah Wilson said what she, ta- what she takes from that is loneliness and pain has a purpose. And I think that's true. I think, yeah, like we were saying before, it's kind of the yin and the yang. And you just have to let yourself feel things. And, and it might spur great creativity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, is there anything else we have to say about loneliness? No, I feel pretty good about what we covered. I, feel I already like feel less lonely after yeah, talking exactly. about loneliness. <laughs> Just know that if you're feeling lonely, we're here with you. Yeah. We're thinking about you and sending you lots of love and hugs. Yes. And just know that it's a part of being human. It is. And journaling always helps. It does. Just getting always. perspective. I feel like those are the kinds of things yeah. that... Make Let it, it easier. Out. Let yeah. it all out. <laughs> okay. It was good to be back, guys. Um, remember to live tenfold. And please follow us, rate us, leave a review. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And our Instagram is at TNFLD underscore. And our Facebook is at TNFLD. And yeah, we love you. Yes. Have a wonderful week. Ha, ha, ha.